This is Andrew T, and you're listening to the Pacific Current. Here today with Manu Mafi, owner of MB Construction. Uh, welcome to the show, Manu. Thanks, Andrew. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your company? Sure. Um, name's Manu Mafi. I am a licensed general contractor. So I, I'm licensed to build pretty much anything from the ground up other than a bridge. Um, also, my B license comes with 10 C's. And what a C license is, is just specialty licenses, concrete. I don't, I can't do plumbing. I can't do electrical work, but I can oversee the entire project. So you have like um, subcontractors? I do have subcontractors. Yeah, do that. Nice. So how'd you get, how'd you get started? I was lucky to be born into a family of business owners. Okay. So my dad was a poor Tongan boy. Came here from <laughs> 1981. Uh, started tree climbing and you know I've kind of grew up my dad was he owned a mason company in California and just grew up seeing the business being part of the business and that was what I wanted to be when I was a kid I was like I want to be a contractor just like my dad yeah you know so I was really lucky to have a good mentor who still who still mentors me today Mm -hmm. you know so that's pretty much how I got into it nice I was laughing because uh, it said that you've been working there since uh, 1989 or yep. something. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> when you're a baby. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, I was, every summer I was picking up trash, digging, yeah. raking. It's funny because there's like a, a picture floating around Facebook and it had like a picture of a white kid. It said his holiday, he's at the, he's at the pool or he's yeah. at the beach swimming and they had a Polynesian kid. He's pushing a wheelbarrow cement on his holiday. <laughs> that was my holiday. Yeah. Seriously, I was pushing cement. <laughs> No, that's funny. Um, kind of want to know uh, what business is like here in Hawaii. It seems like it would be kind of tough just because it seems to me like there's a lot of construction workers out here, but uh, on a small little island, how are you guys able to drum up business? Definitely. It's really tough here. And the little niche that we have is that usually when you deal with big businesses, mm-hmm. you won't see the owners. Okay. You see their workers. Yeah. You see their foremen. You see their managers. Yeah. So that's one of the things is like, I'm coming out of the office, I'm coming down, I'm looking clients in the face, and I'm right. giving them my word that it's going to get done. As the owner. Exactly, yeah. as the owner. So we're able to more specialize in smaller jobs, but we have to like really hustle. Like I got to move every day. You know, yeah. we wake up every morning at 3.30, my day starts, Oof. have a meeting at 5 a.m., and we're out by 6 out and about you know yeah. finding work if we're not busy i'm knocking on doors if i'm not knocking on doors I'm, you know it's constantly networking marketing mm. you know any it, you just gotta do what you gotta do so what do you feel is like the most effective way to get your uh get your brand out there the or? most effective way is just doing good work yeah honestly like like I've, i was taught that if you do a good job that person will tell one person yeah okay if you do a bad job They'll go until 10. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> it's sad, but I don't know. I guess we like drama. You know what I mean? But That's so true. Y- you just do it. And, I, and, I'll, and at the end of the day, I'll lose money doing a good job. You know? Yeah. I've gone through that situation where yeah. a client wasn't happy and, you know, I gave her 300 bucks back or 400 bucks and, yeah. and it just changes the whole thing because I want her to tell say something good about me to mm-hmm. somebody else. Sure. So we've had other business owners on the show and when they first started their business, one of the things they really felt bad about was charging local people like what their product is actually worth. Um, yeah, 
I have different prices and I I am very competitive yeah. and I try my best to give them the best, the best price deal. I can give, but I still have to pay my workers. I got to make a little bit of money. I got bills to pay. Yeah. You know, and it, and it's just like that. If I'm super super busy, I'll give a little bit of a higher price cuz I'm just not desperate for a job right now. Yeah. You know, or I mean it, it ranges. There's there's a range of mm. prices. So yeah, sometimes I'll you know, I did a job for a retired lady. She works at Walmart a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. I felt bad. Practically did the job free just for the workers. Yeah. Just pay the workers. Pay my workers and give me lunch, and, and then that was it. <laughs> you know, so that's one of the kind of the cool things that being a business owner, you get to kind of feel things out, yeah. and you get to help people. Like, I want to help people, too, sure. you know? No, especially when you see people barely able to kind of just struggling to survive. <laughs> How do you feel like you can compete with other large companies? That's that's a question I ask myself every day, to be honest. It's, it's really tough to work with companies that are back with hundreds of million dollars. Just yeah. a few companies named Layton Construction. There's a huge sign right outside. <laughs> They're a company out of Utah. Yeah. And, you know, I looked up what they did last year. It was like, what, half a billion dollars in work? And so they have projects all over the country. You got Nordic PCL, huge yeah. company. And this is a small company, but is also a huge company. Best Vinyl. They specialize in vinyl fencing, yeah. but, they, but they're worth $40 million. So you have these companies that have more money, they have more power, they have, they have better qualified people, right? Because yeah. I can't afford to pay to for pay really quality, qualified people. And so... It's just one of those grinds you just, you do it, you hope and you pray and you just hope that things will just work out, you know, and you just keep working and, and you get a big break sometimes. Mm. And are there ways that the government's kind of helping to even that out a little bit for small businesses? I mean, they have programs, they have, you know, small business has different ways that you can get cert you can certify your company. There's the 8A program. Mm -hmm. And there, again, that thing, have, if you've ever seen the books, like a thousand pages, so you got to go fill out the application, which I don't know. I heard it's, <laughs> I've, it could be easy. It could be hard. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they really helped out or anything because everything, we, you know, we, we started doing work for the state about two years ago. And um, everything we do. It started from the bottom. Like I went into an office and I yeah. sat there for eight hours and I asked the lady to help me like fill out the application. Like you need like a thesaurus to understand the application. <laughs> so then, you know, just sitting there. Okay. What's this? You know, and, and yeah. I'm sure I was bugging her, but yeah. eventually I got certified and then I got this certification and this certification. And, and that's just to do a government. Yeah. Job? Just to do some government work. Just to like be able to put a bid on yeah. some project. Just to be able to has. compete. Now it's like, okay, you got Jeez. in, you did all this work and now you got to go compete. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, and that's just a few departments. Every single, that's another mess. Every single department, department of education, department DAGs, <laughs> um, parks and rec. Department of Transportation, they all work under different thing qualifications. So oh. you have to get certified with For each every department. every single department? Pretty much. I mean, oh. there's some that work together, but no, you have to... Like, I've only got into, like, six departments. Yeah. Wow. I just got into Board of Water. Just got into Board of Water. Oh, they need some help. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. I've been a job in Kauai... 
I, it was one of my first jobs I've been about three years ago. Okay. And um, <clears throat> I had purchased a plane ticket to fly down for the pre-bid meeting. They were going to discuss the job. Yeah. So I bought two tickets, me and C. You know, we really didn't have a huge ton of money to go out and do this, but we were like, you know, I think we can underbid these guys. We felt good about it. Yeah. We looked at the scope. We get a phone call. The day, the morning we're flying out, our flight is like 9 a.m. to be there to a, to a 12 o'clock meeting. We get a phone call from the procurement officer telling us that they've canceled the bid and that we don't need to come out. What? And I said, oh, really? I've already purchased my ticket, so I'm going to be there. Yeah. And what's your name? You know, he was afraid to tell me his name. I was like, I'll, I'm going to be there, whoever called me. <laughs> and right when I got there, you know, I'm a new company. Yeah. And and here here's another set. Here here's another set. I think so my so so my father owned a, a masonry company growing up. Okay. The name of his company was Manu Mafi Contractors. Okay. It's Poland it's Tongan name. Yeah. And um he specialized in all concrete work. He did parking lots, he did um school districts, he he, he made a really good living for us growing up and um, he had contracts with the state, like he did handicap railings. Wow. Just, just the handicap railing alone, you'll be surprised. Thirteen thousand to do that. Oh, the curb instead of One. instead of it being a curb. Yeah, they make it a little a little ramp so you can roll the wheelchair. Yeah. One of those. 13. Just one of those. Just one of Oof. those. So, so when I opened up my company, I was gonna tribute like you know name Monomafi contractors. I was afraid of labeling you yeah, know yeah so i i made it anonymous and i made it mb, MB. construction and <laughs> mb actually stands for mafia brothers because i was planning to bring in all my brothers yeah so when when we got when we put our name on the on the on the ballot to bid yeah they didn't know who that mb was yeah so when i show up it's kind of like i'm the youngest guy yeah i'm the only polynesian in the room and all my competitors are like 50 and up jeez and so they're like do you even know what size screw that's one of the first questions asked, do you know what size screw we're using for the for that job yeah and i was like i don't do i need to know that, that was my answer yeah. do i need to know <laughs> you know and i was like first of all who's the guy that called me this morning and told me not to come <laughs> because if we're already if yeah. we're already bullying we're already like yeah that. we're already yeah. playing like this and this Let's is play. supposed to be an open bid which Let's is go. funded by the government yeah so is there favoritism going on? Yeah, you know, and I and I let myself, I, I made myself known early on, and I wasn't gonna be pushed around. And you know, I looked the guy in the eyes like I don't need to know anything. Here's the certifications. I can hire somebody to do it. Yeah, you know, fortunately I didn't win the bid, but it was a good test for me. Yeah, and you know now people know who well some people know who MB Construction is. Yeah. <laughs> It's sad that, you know, I had to do that, but I felt like, you know what, I don't want to be labeled. I don't want to be, I don't want anyone having pre-thoughts about what this company sure. is. Yeah. You know, Tongans don't have a great reputation in Hawaii for being honest. So, <laughs> they don't. I'm just being honest, man. Is that why you kept the mafia? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. You know, and, and, yeah. and sometimes, because I'm half, you know, my mom's Hawaiian, my dad's yep. Tongan, so. Yeah. So it depends if I'm on the job I'm Hawaiian. I'm not talking <laughs> <laughs> This is money. Yeah, it just it just you know. So it's, I have a bunch of aliases. I like sometimes my name's Austin. Like honestly, that does <laughs>
man. That's hilarious. <laughs> was it a little intimidating going into that first experience as bidding on a project? Is that oh, intimidating? Yeah. That was very intimidating. And, and you've played sports throughout your whole life. Mm -hmm. You've gone up against some yeah. you know, different challenges, but talk about the bidding process. You know, I've I've never been a really like a smart intellectual school person. Okay. I was like a per you know, I, I could read and while I'm reading, it's like I'm thinking about something totally different. It has nothing to do with the reading. Yeah. I have a really short attention span. So, yeah. so when it came down to like, when you're bidding on government contracting, the book is about that big. Oh. And they expect you to know everything. You have two weeks to prep for this job. Yeah. And there's just no way I can cram that much information in two weeks. So I'm going into these meetings and they're at, and the, and the engineers asking questions and it's like, you're in a room with a bunch of guys who have been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. You know, I'm new. And I forgot what book that is. Like, you know, to be a master, you have to put in like 10,000 hours. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I have like under 100. <laughs> and I'm going into these. And, and the engineers, they only know so much. They don't know a lot. They work okay. for the state. Yeah. And they don't know a lot. So they depend on contractors to tell them, give them more information. So if we're one of the another job I bid on was to repair boat docks in Alamana oh, wow. for the boats coming yeah, in. Yeah. You know, one contractor he'll throw out his idea. Another one will say, "No, we should do it this way." What, oh, you know, and then they, and then they're like, "What do you think, MB Construction?" And I'm just like, "Uh, um, <laughs> we 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 got old tires. We put tires on there. <laughs> like, I, I I really don't know, you know." And so yeah, it was it was scary. It was it was kind of like uncomfortable, you know. Yeah. And I had to. I had to learn to be more comfortable, but I remember something my dad told me, mm. and he's like, you know, if you look someone in the eye, you shake their hand, you just be confident in whatever it is that you do. Yeah. You don't need to know a lot, Yeah. but people can feel that, you know, mm. and that was, that's been my go-to. Mm. <laughs> it's going to get done, you know, like yeah. we can do it, or yeah. so, you know, and, and, yeah. and that's it, and, and, and you figure it out, you know, like. Every single company started somewhere. Yeah. You know, they don't, no, no one knows everything. And if, if I could honestly tell people, like, ask questions, man, ask a bunch of questions. Mm. You know, like, I pretend like, I don't pretend I am, you know. I'm not the smartest guy in the room, so I ask a bunch of questions to, to mm. learn. And, that, and, that's, and that's how I've learned. Mm. Was there anybody that kind of took you under their wing as you, as you learned <laughs> that? Or was that... Was that your dad? Because your dad does a lot. He does a lot of the hard labor, right? So, yeah, my dad is a master at the work. Yeah. You know, he's a very good salesman, but he's like a used car dealership. Like, <laughs> he'll be out there bartering. He's yeah. a residential guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's in every day with the people. Yeah. And residential work is good, but it can be difficult sometimes because you're dealing with people that's their hard-earned money. Right. It's not like a huge corporation. Yeah, and it's not tax money. Yeah. See, now you're playing, now when you're dealing with with state work, you're dealing with people that it's not their money. So they're like, you know, it's a kinda, different game. Loose, yeah. But the, so my dad is like the king of residential, man. Mm -hmm. He can go out there and barter till the end and and get a, a price they both agree on. And mm -hmm. and that was his specialty. But now we're going into a level where we, we really don't know. And I've never worked for a bigger company, Yeah. you know, so... I I actually did think a couple times maybe I should just go and work for Jacobson for a couple of years so they can train me. You know, I, I was yeah. thinking I had I, learn from the yeah. yeah. 
or pull, you know, fill out a job application. I mean, I'm a licensed contractor. I have my my MBA. Yeah. So I was like, but you know, I just I'm still learning. You know, we're doing uh, uh we're repairing my manholes right now for the Department of Transportation, mm-hmm. and I had no idea that there's this new uh, department called Stormwatch, and they're. And so they had their own inspector show up at the job, and he's asking for my BMP plan. And BMP plan is like your job, your, your safety plan. Oh, okay. And I'm just like, I don't even, you know, I wanted to say I don't know what a BMP plan is, but he, like, he's giving me that look like you better have your BMP plan. So <laughs> I'm yelling at my brother, just go grab some tarps and start laying them around. I don't know what, what you know. And you see, I, I and and so and and I and I just was honest with him. I was like, look, this is our first time doing Department of Transportation. Yeah manholes can you help me out <laughs> and i asked him straight up and and he and he told me exactly what i needed i drove right down to home depot grabbed everything and, and made it work do you feel like because you're you were honest with him he's a little bit yeah. more lenient it, you're not trying to <laughs> really depends on the person this yeah. guy was awesome but i've had guys that they were my last the last inspector I worked for, I won't say his name, so we'll call him Joe. <laughs> um, he was just a flat-out jerk. Yeah. You know, like, was he was out there every single day with a ruler measuring down to the 16th of an inch. Oh, my gosh. A 16th of an inch. Come on. And he, and he, and he was just like, you know. And he was like, I had to deal with that guy for three months. Ugh. Every single day, I'd have anxiety thinking about him at night. Like, crap, I gotta go see Joe tomorrow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and he he'd been in the business. He he was an inspector for thirty years, and he did. I kind of felt like he was like giving me a hard time because I was young. But mm-hmm. you know, in order to succeed, you gotta fail a lot, right? Yeah. So when I look about it, he he prepped me. Whether or not I liked it or not, he made me he made me a better contractor. That's you know, a good way. That's I tried. I tried to be positive yeah. about <laughs> it. <laughs> find something good. Have you had any trouble, like with clients uh, coming back on the work that you did? Oh yeah. What's that like? Um, I, I, uncomfortable again. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I'll be out with my wife having a good time, and out of nowhere, I get an email, and I and I'll just be acting all weird, and she's like, "Did you get a bad email?" I'm like, "Yeah, I did." <laughs> Almost three times a week, man. I got one is last it, night. Is it that often? It is, cause like it's just it's so tough to please a hundred percent of people. And sometimes when I leave my guys on a job, it's like they're good, but they're not they're not owners. You know, they're not yeah, an they owner. Yeah, they don't have the same sort of investment. So, they, in the- so you know, perfect example. We were pouring a small little sidewalk for this was yesterday, like two days ago for a, a homeowner in Kunia, and, and it started raining a little bit. Yeah. So again, my guy did the dumbest thing ever. He puts a tarp up, right, and he uh. starts nailing it into the siding. <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, you protected the slab. Good job, but there's a bunch of holes in the side of the house now." <laughs> so I have to hear an earful from the homeowner. And you know, I can't afford the best, the best top quality guys, and he's my uncle, so. <laughs> But oh. it's just it's stuff like that, like you know, and and so I get these long emails, and 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 whenever I, I never let the job end on an unresolved problem. Hmm. I will never leave a job, and that's and that's been my thing. Hmm. I will always take 
the loss. You know, you're for the most part. I run into a lot of great, honest people, but then you yeah. get those people that are just looking to get it oh, yeah. to get a free job. Sure. You know, and I've lost money, but it balances out. Yeah. You lose money, you make money. Mm. You know, so with that situation, I I refunded her back five hundred dollars, and I repaired everything, bought her a new broom, bought her a new this, you know, and she ended up being really happy. In fact, her husband sent me a letter where he was really grateful. Wow! And they said thank you for you know fixing this up and. Went in there and just gave my uncle a bad look because I can't really yell at him. <laughs> I was just like, come on, man. What were you thinking, nailing into someone's sighting like that? What's it like to have, you know, your dad, your uncle, your brothers <laughs> on the job and you as the owner? You know, even though I'm officially the owner, I, I really, my dad's still like the boss, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. Yeah, you can. Serious, man. And uh, I, I'm lucky to be able to, you know, it, it's great to be able to work with family, to be able to help family. That's some that's been an aspiration of mine to be able to, you know, we all eat together, we all that's we cool. all rise together. Yeah. And and it's nice, it's fun, but sometimes it's tough because that because of that relationship, business is like when you gotta go, you gotta go. You yeah. can't like walk. You gotta run. Yeah. And sometimes I gotta out of all of us. I'm the mean one. Yeah. My dad is kind of like the nice one. CE is just has a nice smile and a nice yeah. talker. I'm the mean guy. Yeah. And 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 I've accepted that role as being the mean one, mm-hmm. you know. And but that's what it takes to. I deal with the problems. CE, my brother CE will bid and he'll run jobs. My dad just strictly does the work. Yeah. You know, so if things, some my dad does great work, but you know, so he's getting old and. Sometimes he cuts corners here and there, and yeah. I got to tell him, Dad, we got to redo that. He's like, what for? It's fine. It looks great. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> See that puddle right there? That's not supposed to be there. He's like, yeah. no, that's, that's a little bath for the birds. I'm like, no, that's, no. that's the driveway. <laughs> and, it, I mean, it has its perks, but sometimes I'm like, we need to hire people we don't know so that I can be a boss and not, and, you know. And not the brother or yeah. son. Yeah. No, that's a hard role. I will add, I've been very fortunate to have a good brother. My brother sees awesome, man. We get along. Yeah. We have rarely, like, honestly ever fought. And he, he's a he's a good younger brother. He just, he's, he's awesome. And we, we do everything together. We play ball together. We surf together. We, you know, we golf together. And, yeah. And so that makes it easy. At the end of the day, other people might argue, but we're, we're, we're always on the same page. Pretty much. <coughs> we both see each other's perspective, you know, like, yeah. we got to do this. If we don't do this, we're going to lose this. Or if we do that, you know, we're, we're going to make those decisions together. That's I pretty much do everything with him. Yeah. And he'll tell me new business ideas and I'll, and I'll think about it and. He got me into a business like a month ago that I didn't want to do, but, you know, I did it. <laughs> uh, so that's one interesting thing about you, Manu, is um, so you guys have this construction business. You guys are doing, you know, pretty well, uh, but you've got kind of these other side side businesses that are kind of taking off or yeah. different things you're into. What's something that you're, that you're proud of outside of your business? So, you know... Again, a lot of this stems from my dad and how he taught us. And um, 
it's gotten to a point now in, in our society where you can't afford to say you don't know how to do something. Yeah. You know, one thing <laughs> is, like, we specialize in, like, all type of foundation, pretty much hard construction stuff. We do building. We do build homes. We don't do pools. But mm. if somebody asks me, do you know how to do a pool? Yeah, I do know how to do a pool. <laughs> and I find a pool guy that can do it. I take my cut and I run the whole job. Yeah. And so we've kind of had that mindset in everything. Yeah. You know, we do real estate. We do, mm. and, and more like you know, who or what Robert Kiyosaki say like an investor. Yeah. There's small business owners and there's investors. Yeah. So we're kind of moving into like, okay, construction is a great way to make capital. What are we going to do with it? Yeah. I'm not going to leave it in a bank. Right. You know, how am I going to get make it multiply? So we we look at. We have a dream board, you know. Mm. We put down dreams and ideas, and yep. we thought about restaurants, owning restaurants. We thought about Subway. We thought about buying franchise. My dad bought a franchise, didn't have, didn't have success in it. He lost, he lost a lot of money in it, but he learned a lot. It was a great experience. He bought a, yeah. he bought a franchise with Fantastic Sam's, a hair salon, mm. and that was a mistake because he doesn't cut hair. <laughs> <laughs> so that was another thing we learned: invest in yourself, okay. so you're not dependent on somebody. Yeah. So um, about a year ago, we, we bought a few ducks. We had 21, and now we have 500 ducks. On a, on a small little duck farm, I purchased an acre of land about five years ago. You know, and we were using the land to run our construction company. So we have like okay. half of it is we have machines parked there. I have a dump truck. I have a couple trucks. Uh, I store a lot of tools there and extra materials, which is nice. Oh, nice. Every job we have, we always have leftover sand, leftover gravel, wow. lumber. So instead of throwing it to the dump, getting rid of it, you know, we salvage it, we save it. Store it up there. And nice. we reuse it if we yeah. need to. Yeah. So that's been nice. And we got this idea to, hey, let's start farming ducks. <laughs> How did you come up with that idea? <laughs> Seems kind of random. Yeah, my uncle had like a few ducks out of his land and it was like a joke, you know, he's just playing around with ducks. And yeah. So we like, hey, let's bring them over to our land. And we brought them over and... It's just gotten crazy now, and people are buying ducks for thirty-five dollars a duck. Oh, jeez! And um, we're now we're now realizing that the eggs are valuable too. In fact, bakers duck like eggs. duck egg because it's really rich and it's oh. double the size of a chicken egg. Huh? You know? And I've actually had duck omelets really good. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So just so, like that, you guys just started up a yeah just like that we're, <laughs> we're doing ducks now man that's crazy how'd you guys find buyers for Chinatown just... China <laughs> seriously <laughs> you'll be surprised man we put a couple of ads on Craigslist not really thinking we'd get hits and we did get hits we put a sign out right in front of they have a farmer's market yeah we put a couple <clears throat> signs ducks for sale and we've been getting hits there but we really haven't sold a lot because we're worried that we're, we're not going to be able to supply the demand I see so the plan is to get to like at least 3,000 ducks oh. so that we can make orders of 200, 100 to 200 a week. Oh, wow. Getting them out, you know? So I've even been looking into getting more land and, you know, yeah. running a legit farm, like, yeah. you know, a couple 20, 30,000 ducks. Dang. So, you know, takes money to, to make money. So we looked into that. We've also started farming, you know, far, not farming, but um, growing crops and 
Mm-hmm. We use it for produce, which has been nice. But but honestly, we thought about everything to use on the land. Tilapia, goats. Goats oh, are okay. hard to keep alive, so we didn't want to do that. Tilapia is a lot of... You got to do it the right way to get the right fish. Um, you guys done hydroponics at the tilapia? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, we've done that too. We just got into like a couple of years ago. We were thinking about that, but we actually have a little hydroponic that we have running there right now. Oh, yeah? We thought about even by uh, owning a restaurant that's another thing and you know we have a ton of you know really good ideas that i'm not going to talk about on this podcast. yeah no no <laughs> but you got to save some you, you'll, you'll you'll know when you see it I'll, I'll, I'll MB. You know. <laughs> MB oh we've even thought about I, i've even thought about buying segways i almost bought seven segways <laughs> and did mb tours and we we're going to do segway tours tours is a yeah People charge you can make like a hundred bucks a tour. You run like three tours a day. Oh, yeah. oh, really? Yeah, wow. like you can do a morning tour, after lunch, and a sunset tour. Nah, you that's know? not a bad idea. So you get seven segways. That's a uh, seven hundred bucks every single. That's what twenty one hundred a day. Oh wow! There you go. Yeah. There you got. You can have that. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> No, the funny thing is, like, even when you have great ideas, executing those ideas is kind of the difference between the people that make it and the people that don't. So you can throw out a million different ideas, but unless you're executing, it doesn't really matter. It goes back again to having, you know, my dad. I, so here, here, here's another story. When I when I got out of college, I had a job to, to I had an opportunity to work for a company in California, Oxnard, California. Mm-hmm. And it was my wife's uncle who was the CEO of the company, so I already had, like, a hook. I had a setup, everything. He was going to make me head of logistics. They were going to offer me six figures right off the bat, right out of college. And and it was so tempting to take it. And my dad said, son, I'm happy for you. Great job. But you'll never be your own boss. Mm -hmm. And and I didn't understand that when he told me that. He said, move out here to Hawaii, and I will teach you what I know. And you can be your own boss. And who knows? We can make millions today. That was, that was what he told me. We haven't done it yet, though. We haven't made the millions. But he has trained me and taught me. Yeah. I would have been the same guy that had ideas and not executed oh, them. Yeah. If, you know? And my dad told me something that to be a business owner, it takes a special heart. Like, my dad speaks in these, like, parables sometimes. And I'm like, what do you mean by special heart? Is this heart? in Tongan or this yeah, in English? This is in English. Well, I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> He's speaking far. <laughs> but he said, you got to have a son. You got to have a special heart. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you just got to have a heart to do this. Like, you have to be strong. Yeah. Because it's really tough. It's really risky. It's really scary. And and if you're if you're weak-minded, you won't you won't survive. You yeah. won't make it. You know, you have to be able to endure and endure through those through those pitfalls that are going to happen. There's there's a huge unforeseen things yeah that you won't know that you can't plan for you can mm-hmm. sit there and write down every single thing that you think but but you're still gonna find a bunch of stuff mm. that that that's unforeseen so i took the leap of faith came out here i think it was a good decision i mean again we're, we're nowhere where we want to be financially but i have this strong feeling that like i know i could go out into the world and bring and knock on a door and bring home a hundred bucks to buy my family food for the night. Yeah, and that is a great feeling, you know. Yeah, I'm right. not afraid to, to. Okay, like people are always worried about job security. Yeah, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I know I can sell, you know, and and that's something my dad taught me, and that was something that I learned. There have been some like last year we went almost eight weeks no work. 
Like, who can afford to work, to not work for eight weeks in Hawaii? Yeah. You know? But the rest of the, we were just swamped like crazy with work, you know? Yeah. So where do you see yourself in the next five years with this um, MB construction or you got some of your other stuff going on? Sure. So um, one of the most difficult things other than getting licensed to do state work is that they require any job over 50,000 you need to be, you need to be bonded. Oh. What is explain what that is? Okay, so there's what what a bond is is whatever job you bid on, you can back that up financially. Oh, I see. Okay. So if I bid on 100,000, yeah. I have 100,000 in my account. Oh, okay. That's one form of bonding or I have a company that will put up 100,000 for me. That was a tough thing to get certified to be bonded, and that that's really what 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 separates the the little man from the big guys. And this is something that bringing my brother in was one of the best things ever because he got us bonded. I don't know how he did it, but CE got us bonded, and our first bond was three hundred fifty thousand. Oh, which means we could do any job up to three hundred fifty thousand, right? Wow. So, our first contract it was to install irrigation systems for Patsy T. Mink. Oh, that okay. was my very first state project. It was two hundred seventeen thousand, and we did the whole job nice. in six weeks. Nice. And so that so the company bonded us for that, and that and a great job. We completed it. Everything on time. Sent the bond on. To, they gave us six months to do it. We did it in six oh, weeks. Geez. And then the, the next job, we demoed uh, Dead Man's Catwalk, which a lot of people were mad oh. about that. But I got awarded that job. <laughs> so, so you're sorry. the guy. Yeah, sorry for, for all you hikers out there. <clears throat> um, and that was bonded too, and we did a great job there. And so you, you keep doing a good job on money, and then you you go and pitch, hey, we did a great job on the last six jobs. Can we can we get more? Last year in the summer, I got approved for seven hundred fifty thousand. Dang! So now I can do any work up to seven hundred fifty thousand. So this is some other company that's mm-hmm. backing. That's backing me up for a fee. So it costs three point five percent. Okay. The state holds on to it. If there's any problems with the job, the state takes it and cashes the the bond. Oh wow! So you know, if there's any problem, I lose my I can I lose my bonding, and I'm pretty much. Yeah, out of yeah. a job forever. <laughs> so we got bonded for 750 so now I can do work up to 750 but again, it's still scary because it takes a minimum of 30 days to get paid from the state. Minimum. Okay? <sighs> the longest it's taken for the state to pay me six months. Six months? Six months. And so... Sometimes a lot of the, from I, so now I'm learning too. I got to go hound those guys down. I'm like, and I was, you know, have you ever waited six months to get your paycheck? No, their oh. paycheck was in every two weeks. So I have to front all the money. So I got to front the materials. Yeah. I got to front the labor. So it's oh. scary doing a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar job. Oh yeah. Because the first installment is like a quarter, maybe a quarter of that. So I have to front eighty to one hundred thousand to do the job yeah. to be able to get the first installment, which I have to which I have to wait. So once we start work, they give me a mobilization that's five percent of the whole project. Oh, okay. Which helps out, you know. Then I have to work to like a third, and then I can submit another check. But while 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 we finish that third, I submit the thing. I have to wait thirty days. In the meantime, I got to do another third. Jeez. So it's it's weird. So what we try to do to help us out is we still keep residential, which is tough. 
So we that, that that gives us the cash flow we can to do what we need to do. I see. Oh, that makes sense. So, so you, do you feel like it's good to kind of diversify then with your? Oh yeah. <laughs> this is this seems like ridiculous, but like every dollar counts. Like really, every dollar counts. It, it's something small, like you know, one guy needs a tree trimmed. It's like a hundred bucks. Yeah. I'll I'll drive down there, have my climber climb up there, go trim that tree down. It takes you fifteen minutes. That hundred bucks is like somebody's work day that I can pay. Yeah. So the more I do those, the more I think like that, mm. and I'm getting a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, little 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 bits of, you know. Sometimes people don't worry about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that's interesting to me as we're talking is everything you look at you see an opportunity. Like, I don't think anybody would drive by a coconut tree and see see the leaves falling like that. And once, and once yeah. Oh. I, can, I can make money off of that. <laughs> I'm getting better at that. Yeah. I, I wasn't always good at that. It, I, it was learned. My dad is an absolute master at that. He'll drive by and like, we're on a family activity. He'll pull over because he sees asphalt in the driveway. And he'll go knock on that person's door and say, hey, I'm a contractor. Are you interested in, you know, changing <laughs> yeah, your driveway out? You'll be surprised. We'll get that job, and it's like $10,000. Who would have wow. thought we're going out to a family dinner? He picked up a $10,000 <laughs> job. He's a he's very optimist, big-time believer. Yeah. And so I get to you know hang out with this guy every day, eat with him. You should be interviewing him. <laughs> yeah, that would uh, be fun. <laughs> you wouldn't understand half of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel I feel like you've got a lot of the good qualities that your dad <laughs> that your dad brought over from Tonga, just being hungry. And Seriously, like I gotta share this one thing. The guy came here with one slipper on and a torn shirt, and when he stepped off that plane, he was seventeen years old. He tells me, "Son, I was crying, tears just falling down my face because I knew for once I could I could I could choose a different life." Yeah. You know, in the islands, he work like sun up, sundown for like a dollar. Mm. You know, him and his dad make like two bucks for the whole week. Yeah. And you know, he being here in America, being part of some, my my dad truly is like he he the American dream. Like he found it, you know. Yeah. And so that stuff rubs off on. And he, he looks and he looks at me. He's like, look, if I could do this, you know, you got you your brothers, cousins, yeah. you guys can do this. Why not? There's not really a limit on yeah. On there's the not potential that you guys. <clears throat> no, your dad is somebody that I've, I've always respected because, you know, even despite the fact you can't understand him all the time, he's still got the fob accent. But <laughs> man, that guy just works so hard, and he's such a good, good man, good, honest, um, you know, hardworking man. So let me ask you this question: How are you able to balance uh, running a business? You've got a how many kids you guys got? I have four, one on four, the way. Four, one on the way. How are you able to balance that uh, work-life balance um, with your kids, spending time with them while also trying to do all these different things in your life? <laughs> That's crazy. It, it, it's really tough. But um, one of the things that we do is a lot of times I'll spend my day out bidding on jobs. So if uh -huh. I'm bidding jobs for four hours a day, my wife and kids will come with me. Oh, that's, and, that's cool. And maybe I'll drop them off at a park yeah. and I'll go and I'll bid two jobs in the area and go back, you know, pick mm. them up and we'll get lunch together. So we do that like twice a week. Nice. And that, that's been able to help out. Yeah. Um, I just, I, sometimes I gotta, you know, 
I got to prioritize, right? Because you got to have your, you got to balance out your life and you got to, some guys chasing a dollar and they, then they lose out somewhere. So I try to balance it out, yeah. you know, so, um, we don't work Saturday or Sunday. Nice. Totally off for family, you know, and Sunday I'm prep, I'm prepping for church, getting ready for church. You got to remember what you're doing all this for. I mean, why do we work to provide for our family? Right. Yeah. So don't get lost in that like like and and that's been nice to you know i read every morning i read and i and, and i try to read uplifting books you know mm. and things that don't things that will remind me you know i tried here's another thing i believe in i am a huge believer in recommitting yourself it's very easy as a human being to forget to be slothful to to get lost right and yeah. i constantly believe that when you get to that point recommit yourself change it all up man change change your change your breakfast go work out go do something like like yeah. recommit yourself don't get stuck in that don't go don't fall into d- depression or give mm. up or this or that you can always change you can always change so you maybe I, I, you, you gotta talk to my wife i bug her sometimes because i'm always like hey i got a new plan i'm gonna do this new <laughs> i'm gonna do this whole new thing you know she's all like okay okay <laughs> here he goes again you know, and, and that's been able to keep me grounded. You know, yeah. I and I and I spend I I try to spend a, a few minutes with each kid. You know, mm-hmm. talking to all my kids, and you know, I have four, so three boys and a little girl, and oh man, and that helps me out. That's really been a help to to balance out my life. With it, it just seems like there's never enough time in the day to accomplish all the things I need to do. How does your wife handle all of this? I got an awesome wife, man. Yeah. She's She's just perfect for me. She works with me, and she knows every single thing I do. I don't keep anything from her. She's a great partner, not just a partner in, in life, but a business partner, too. And um, she understands what's at stake. She understands the difficulty of living in Hawaii, and I've been very lucky and fortunate for her to not work. My wife is nice. a stay-home mom, and, you know... I'm just lucky because a lot of families don't get that. Like can, living in yeah. Hawaii, two have to work. Yeah, you know. But for the longest time, I told myself if I can do it, that's my goal to be able to work to where my wife can stay home. And so we actually have a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, three. She'll be four this year, and a one-year-old who's turning two, and she's pregnant. So she homeschools. So oh, my nice. wife's a full-time homeschooler. Nice. And um. It, it, that wasn't a plan. That just happened, you know. She substituted at Makalani Elementary, and she went to, like, her first day of school when kindergarten lit the table on fire. And we were like, uh, we're, we're homeschooling. <laughs> <laughs> this is kindergarten. Kindergarten was lit. How did he even lit. get a lighter, first of all? I'm trying to figure that out. And I'm like, well, he lit the table? Did he have gasoline or something? Because it's not not easy to light a table. How'd that happen? (laughs) So um, after that, we made a quick decision that we'll homeschool, but we'll take it a year at a time. Okay, and she's been good so far. So so we're on year two, and some days she's good. Some days she's, you know, ready to rip all her hair out. But uh, (laughs) we're not sure if we're going to do third grade yet, but, you know. When, when I told her, just keep going till you can't till you can't do it, and you know we're, we need to find a, an address to because we're no, they're not going to Makalani. I know that. 
There's a new school in Cabo Lake. We'll go down there. Whole <laughs> camera. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, man. Books or pieces of advice or people that you listen to that that you think would be helpful for our listeners. I've read a few books. Uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. I've read. Uh, I listen to Joe Rogan's a little bit of Joe Rogan's podcast. I listen to Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Um, jo- John Carden. He's a great guy, and to be honest, you know the best the best advice I can give is just don't give up. Like work hard. You know, a lot of people they get to a point where they try it, and then they get to some kind of roadblock. Yeah. And they, and they they stop. You know, if I would have did that, then I wouldn't I wouldn't I would have quit business a long time ago because there's a ton of roadblocks that I go into, but each time I climb over it, it makes me stronger. There's a story about this Spanish uh, conqueror. As soon as the ships landed, he he burned all his ships because he said, you know, once once we're in the battle, there's no turning back. Definitely great message. Uh, and it's funny because like when things get tough, I'm like, man, why didn't I join the military or something? You know, <laughs> something. I, I think about that like, why didn't I do this? And I remember early on telling myself, okay, I'm gonna position myself to where this is all I can do. Yeah. You know, I can't go back. Either I'm going to do this or I'm going to die. Mm. You know, I know that sounds extreme, but it just is what it is. Yeah. And so I've kind of cut every option out and this is it. Like, I'm going to sell. I'm going to run a business. I'm going to, you know. Yeah. I'm sure at the end of the day, when you come home, when you lay your head on the pillow, you know that you've done, you've done a good job. and you've, Definitely. You feel that you've laid everything out on the line and... That's the most satisfying feeling to me. If you're making the most out of every minute of your life, this life is so short, you know, you can't take for granted any, anything that you have. True, man. Contact information if, if sure. you want to get in contact with you. Sure. Um, you can contact me at mb, so maryboy, mbconstruction.hawaii at gmail.com, or you can give me a call. Like, you can call me directly. You know, we take a look at... At any of your jobs, uh, 808-783-9805. And, you know, we work all over the island. So, you know, like I said, w- most of my work's on the east side. And I've done work in the North Shore. So uh, okay. we work everywhere. Outer island too? Yep. <laughs> nice. Yep, getting there. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I guess Kauai, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, well, once again, we just want to thank you for coming on the Pacific Current. Uh, Manu, it was a pleasure having you talking to you today. Uh, follow us. We are on Twitter, on Instagram, at The Pacific Current. Uh, you can email us at info at thepacificcurrent.com. Uh, this is Andrew T. And we're signing out.